I had to go through a montage. I know, right? God damn it, Sumo, you have one job. I didn't know I was supposed to just automatically jump in like that. I mean, I thought it was an introduction. I thought, you Let's know. Go ahead. Yeah, we Let's didn't, go ahead. First, we check on, first of Let's, all, we needed to check on you because we thought you, stroking, we thought you were stroking out over there with all these uh, interests Let's going peel, on and whatnot. You know, peel the curtain back. Production meeting saying. a few moments ago. Hey, Sumo, you're going to do the lead in. And regardless of what happens, the the, the WrestleManiacs uh, uh, video plays, you supposed to lead in. Well, it was my, my, I, mean, I misunderstood the assignment. I'm sorry. One job. One, I, you so know. Ladies and gentlemen, first of all, we might as well call this uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, Feliz Navidad, dot, 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 as well as Happy pre-New Year and New Year, because this is the Saturday night WrestleMania Axis is our last show of the year. So uh, you just got a nice little mashup of all of our segment entrances leading into the show. And then you were supposed to have the Nubian Sumo grace us with uh, his part. Epic fail. One job. So we will give you a do-over. And action. Greetings and salutations, everybody. I am the Nubian Sumo. This is the big guy, KG, and that's him over there. And then we are, this is the Saturday Night WrestleManiacs. Uh... Again, as he just said, this is our last show of the year. Uh, we are looking to maybe have something in a couple of weeks to end the whole, you know, as a group, as the sideline junkies. But uh, we'll let you know on that what happens with that. Um, uh, go ahead and go into my usual. Um, I'm, I'm supporting my. Good Time Gang Cigar Club tonight, my chapter in Durham. Uh, we're actually supporting the um, Piedmont Triad chapter tonight with a coat drive that's going on um, in, um, in, the, in the Triad area, in Rock Greensboro's, Winston-Salem, High Point area tonight. So a bunch of my cohorts are over there supporting that. Um, I'm also, this shirt was made by the same young lady that made our logos for us, Miss Tanisha Lynn. So I want to give her a shout out. That's her that's her Bring Facebook page. Bring it up. Bring it up. Give, give him a solo shout on that one. That's her Facebook page. Uh, you can find her on a new you a n u y u beauty.com. She has a boutique that she makes uh, shirts, and she has um, a salon that she uh, does uh, different uh, different things with. So you can check out her website uh, and do some and uh, support her. If you are a member of Zeta Phi Beta or Phi Beta Sigma, she is your sister uh, and part of the Panhellenic uh, Divine Nine, so to speak. So um, 
That's her way. That's her Facebook page. Check her out. As of looking at that, she's married now. No, she is married. She recently she got she did get married this year. So congratulations to her. You know, she's doing very well with her marriage and she's very happy. And Can we freeze? Simo, you still with us? Looks like we may be having some uh, technical difficulties. Give him the full screen, and whoop, there it ain't. So hopefully we'll get uh, back on track with that and get uh, KG as well as the sumo back in uh, the yard. But uh, this week, we're continuing our conversation on the Mount Rushmore's. Looks like uh, we got the sumo coming back in. He wanted to join us because he's got something to talk about. I told him I'd give him some time, ladies and gentlemen. As a sumo back in play, uh, not sure what happened, but you know, it wouldn't be a WrestleManiac show if uh, the people in the truck once in a while didn't decide to go ahead and uh, play havoc with us. And since we know Vincent Kennedy is, uh, you know, pretty much, uh, you know, suffering from um, what, do, what do you call it when your kids leave, uh, leave the house, empty nest syndrome. So he's out in the wilderness now, just doing whatever. He's going to mess with us because he ain't got nothing better to do. So I was leading into what I promised that you would talk about first. Uh, we were doing our Mount Rushmore last week. This is part two of several categories. And somehow the stars and stripes and sky aligned for Sumo and The Undertaker to think alike. I'll let you have the floor, sir. What are you talking about? Great minds think alike. I mean, come on. I mean, of course he's going to agree with me when it comes to the greatest tag teams of all time, you know? Of course he is. Because they are the four greatest tag teams of all time. And so, they are. The Road Warriors. And the Undertaker. The Road Warriors. The Rock and Roll Express, The Midnight Express, and Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchett. So, since you know you've got a, a, a similar thought process, are you believing that uh, tonight you will have some matches in other categories as he goes through the litany of uh, Mount Rushmore opportunities? I don't know, because tonight's going to be interesting, I think, as far as the subjects are concerned, because there's one subject in particular that we're going to butt heads on, because of the, just because of the subject itself. So, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how, what comes up and how we um, gauge through these 
Mount Rushmore is here coming up. Yeah, waiting to see uh, Bond some time for the big guy KG to uh, grace us once again with his presence. Apparently, he's probably grabbed some. It's been a while since he had to go get him some hot pockets or something. Oh, he hear me talking about them now. <laughs> he want to go ahead and jump and didn't even give me a second to, to get the rib out. And now he want to come in here and welcome to the stage. Well, allegedly, because, you know, he's not fully with us yet. The big guy, KG. Testing, testing one, two. <clears throat> Mike, check one, two, one, two. All right. We, we got the audio. Can now you say something video? about. You're not gonna get no video yet. You say something about me going to get something to eat. No video yet? Are you really eating? No. Damn. Did I say something about what? I said something about what? You said something about me eating. Yeah. What are you eating? I ate a piece of cake while I was waiting for my computer to restart. Why you mind my business? And what kind of cake is it? Just for the folks. Uh, Cuatro leche. Mm. From? Uh, where was it? Um, it's a place we've talked about in the Sunday Rise before. Um, what is it called? Two Fifty Barbecue over in Riverdale. Okay. So my wife wanted something to eat, and she said, "Hey, let's go here." I said, "Okay, hey." The Midnight Rider said, "That's a good place." His cousin recommended that. Yeah, my wife don't agree. Oh, no. Yeah, I've heard good things about that place. I've been wanting to check that out myself. It's not far from my dress. No, as a matter of fact, it is down the street. She says trash? She didn't like it. Wow. She did One thing like I did hear about they season their food. So, I mean, I don't well, know. That that uh, the non-wrestler, did he go there yet? Did he give his review? Uh, I don't believe he did. It's just peppery. Well, non-wrestler Keith Lee, uh, stop over there next time you're in uh, the DMV. Let us know what you think so we can find out for sure. Nah, he's too busy in New York eating salmon chopped cheese. Salmon chopped cheese. So, getting back to it, first and foremost, got to do one before we jump into our uh, Rushmore's uh, series, part two. Got to say hello to a certain group of people. Hello to everybody out there in uh, the Graham land. Because if I am correct, this is our debut or premiere on Instagram. Let me know if I'm wrong. That is true. We are we we are partying out there at Instagram land, chasing the grams and doing whatever else y'all do uh, on Instagram. Who knows? There yeah, we are, it. ladies. I'm gonna click on it because the last time you crashed the internet, broke the daggone server trying to put somebody over. <laughs> well, that's, that's, us. <laughs> I, that's us. I'm putting us over now. So hey, you know. Oh, oh yeah, there you go. Picture in picture. Is that is that how they do it yeah. in? Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I'm going to do it still because you know we may end up like AEW having some issues. But in the in the words of one in the words of one of my fellow GTG members, coming to you live. 
<laughs> hot off the press. Yes. So, like I said, last week we uh, started our Mount Rushmore series, a two-parter. Uh, that was actually not too controversial since, you know, KG did not pick the Killer Bees as the best wrestling tag team of all time. And this week we are dialing it in with some, uh, as the sumo mentioned, some interesting topics. So the first one is going to be the Mount Rushmore of gimmicks. Or gimmick matches, that is. Gimmick matches. So... KG, you get the whole shot. What are your Mount Rushmore picks of gimmick matches? Now, here's a question. We didn't mean individual matches. We meant matches as a whole. Match types. Like, you could pick Hell in a Cell, but not a, a particular Hell in a Cell. Right. Correct. Correct. Okay. Unless that particular uh, uh, got- uh, pay-per-view uh, event or match had something extra that was set it aside. Like, uh, you know, Inferno okay. Hell in a Cell match. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. No particular order. All right. In later years, it was the Brahma Bull Rope. But the bull rope match period, the strap match, a.k.a., you know, whether it was bull rope or strap, I loved it. Uh, I fell in love with it a long time ago. Uh, but really seeing The Rock, that being, you know, at that time during the Attitude Era, everybody had their specialty matches. And him having a Brahma bull rope match was a, was a really, really good match. Um, Hell in a Cell, of course. We We... we don't have to get into nothing with that. Uh, three stages of hell. That NWA early uh, 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 WCW, where you had the ring, a cage on top of that, and then a cage on top of that. You don't see stuff like that no more. I, I would love to see that back in war game. And last but not least, the aforementioned Inferno match. That was Kane's specialty match. Okay. Those, those are my four. I respect that. Actually, you're going to be surprised. We've got a, a couple things uh, alike. So I'll go next. For me, it's going to be that three stages Tower of Doom match. As a kid, just, you know, watching it. We're not talking about the Raider Rumble special. We're talking about the OG, which I just still don't understand how all that, that, that amount of people were able to navigate, you know, the, the, the Road Warriors, Sting, Luger, uh, you know, how Allen was able to be on top of the cage, on top of the cage, on top of the cage, and nobody fell through. That is still astounding to me, looking at the, the, the construction of that cage or cages. But, you know, it would be nice to honestly see that done again. Um, I'm quite sure it would be a lot more fortified. But, uh, you know, a match like that would be amazing. The second thing... Uh, KG and I agree on is going to be the strap match. That just in itself, you would think if they're tethered together, you can't tell a wonderful story between two wrestlers or two superstars. But man, with the right two people, you could tell a story that's just ridiculous. Um, and that's without the use of the strap for whipping. 
But once that comes into play, that adds a whole other layer of intensity and, and, and viciousness to that particular match type. Then we kind of veer off. The third one for me is going to be a, a favorite of mine ever since it was first uh, came up with and, you know, love to play it in all the SmackDown versus Raws and, and WWE dot, dot, dots. And that's the EC, the Elimination Chamber. Love that match, the concept of it. Um, I like the original Elimination Chamber itself. You know, I guess it made it safer, but I liked it more rounded off, not as square and, you know, safe. I liked it a little bit more dangerous. And then the last one is the Dusty Special, uh, the match beyond War Games. Nothing like it. The excitement of it. The only time in general that I start counting down numbers from 10 to one other than the Royal Rumble. So that is my Mount Rushmore of gimmick matches. Now let's see what the uh, resident historian has to say, if you will. Well, my four, again, in no particular order. Of course, we have to start off with war games. I mean, war game, when war games first came out, and it was like the horseman special. You know, it was made specifically for the horsemen, mm-hmm. for the four horsemen to get to get over and uh, put it out and and um, go against the top faces at that time, Dusty and Sting and Nikita Koloff and whatnot. So yeah, war games definitely is on my list. Um, I agree with you all on strap matches, but I said a lumberjack strap match okay where the lumberjacks the lumberjacks actually have the straps on the outside of the ring keeping the wrestlers inside the inside the ring so i i I enjoy a good lumberjack strap match that way you got a whole all kinds of different wrestlers going after this this the that that one particular heel or or all the heels going after that uh baby face you know um and, uh, and just wearing them out once they come outside the ring. So, um, another one for me would be the uh, going to Impact or TNA Wrestling, the King of the Mountain match. Yeah, that's a good one. Which is pretty much a reverse ladder match. You have everybody starting out on the ring, in the, in the, about 10 people starting out on the outside of the ring. You get six people in. Uh, you get a pinfall. You get the, you get access to the belt, which you can write go, right, go up to the uh, go up the ladder and hang up on the ladder to uh, win the match. Or if you get pinned, you have to go into a penalty box for two minutes. So it, it's it's a lot. It's a lot that goes on within that match, uh, and, uh, and I always enjoyed watching that, especially with Jeff Jarrett being the king of the mountain, and that's being his specialty match. So. Right, and um, the last one for me would be sticking, staying with TNA, the Raven Clockwork Orange House of Fun match. (laughs) What about me? What about Raven? Those who don't know what this is, this is a mishmash of a whole lot of different gimmick matches placed into one. So you got a ring. It's got four poles on each side. 
attached to the top, you got chain link that are connecting in a cross in a cross pattern all four of the um, poles. Mm -hmm. So they weapons hanging from the chains as well as strewn all over the ring and outside the ring. On two sides of the ring, you have what would look like the beginnings of a cage. So you have a fence on one, on one, on half the ring. And you got all kinds of like, but they might put barbed wire on the ropes for one on another side. And, you know, it's just, it's, it's just crazy. So it's a false count anywhere combined with an uh, ultimate X with the cross hatchups up top, a uh, monster's ball, which is, uh, uh, anything goes match, weapons match, hardcore match. I mean, it's just, it, they, they've just been crazy, especially when Raven was actually running them. So, yeah, I, those are my four. Okay, respect on that. So got some, some commonality. Then we also got uh, some differences of opinion. And I just saw you get a nice little uh, drink there. That's the one thing we haven't had a chance to cover yet. Um, is what are you sipping on? And then let's go ahead and plug some black French. Uh, we've got uh old Forrester 1920 prohibition style. So this is a uh prohibition era mosh mash bill or recipe that um old Forrester came out with. Uh very good sipper. Uh, I wouldn't, it's a night, it's a, I believe it is a 115 proof. So it's not something you need to be shooting. Just a nice little sipper. Something, you can get some little antifreeze because I'm going to be outside with some friends of mine after the show is over, smoking cigars on the outside with a, in a fire, around a fire pit. So just a little antifreeze to get ready for that. All right. Um, but, if you also need some antifreeze or a nice gift for Christmas or just something different for your bar or, um, or, or your uh, drink or your situation at the house, you want to go with some Fort Most whiskey. Fort Most is a company out of Florida, a black owned company out of Florida that provides us with a nice uh, whiskey, a rye. They also have a rye. And they have a rum that is available on their website. Um, they are they do shipping um, pay, for $150 orders and over. They do free shipping. And if you want to use our promo code, uh, which is slash discount slash maniacs, you get a 10% discount. On your purchase, and you and you can also become an ambassador, and you can uh, get your own promo code and get uh, some perks uh, for for you and your friends. Uh, so uh, go check them out again. That's buy fortmose m o s e dot com slash discounts slash maniacs. 
for your 10% discount on us and Merry Christmas to you. Yep. And hello to your liver. So now that we got that plug in, let's go ahead and slide into some fun, shall we? Because you can't have a Mount Rushmore without talking. So now we're going to cover our Mount Rushmore of top talkers in the industry. So Sumo, there will be some commonality because that's something that you can't refute. And I think there may be a couple differences. And I will open up the floor to one honorable mention. So you can give your, your four and then your honorable mention. Sumo, the Rushmore is yours. Okay, so gotta go. Got, well, I'll go ahead and start with my honorable mention, and I'll make that Ric Flair, of course. But my Rushmore would be Dusty Rhodes, CM Punk, Jim Cornette. Okay. And Paul Heyman. So you saw KG almost passed out the moment you said honorable mention Ric Flair. So we'll put a pin in that uh, because I don't know if his his brain has recovered from the what the hell did you just say moment. <laughs> so I'll go next because I think he needs some decompression. <laughs> so my honorable mention is Jake the Snake Roberts. In uh, no particular order, I'm lying. It's it's fourth to number one. Uh, number four is going to be The Rock. And this was a debate I had with myself on which one would be three and which one would be four. But number three is Stone Cold. Number two is Dusty. And number one is Nate. So that's my four and a possible. KG? If I got to go honorable mention, I was going to be funny and say my honorable mention was the ultimate warrior because I think I was the only person that understood what he was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but I got two honorable mentions. Ultimate warrior is one, Dusty's the other. But I love Dusty for so many other things. But first of all, I, nope, Dusty I can't. I can't interrupt. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, no particular order for me because I'm not. I'm not. I, I was just told to make a Mount Rushmore. I didn't. wasn't told I had to put him in order. Uh, HBK, Austin, of course, Flair, and none other than The Rock. Discussion time. How the hell you got players an honorable mention? We talking about How stuff that? that happened 30 years ago, and they're making TikToks about stuff he said 30 years ago, Dusty too. So I need to ask myself, how the hell you got Dusty as an honorable mention? I'm Expe yeah. Like I don't I have the gonna have Dusty on the rush more hard times. I have Dusty, you have Flair. But now I got an excuse. I'm sober. What's your time, really? 
hard times. Houseway. Look, yes, Ric Flair is known as a, as a talker. He's known for his mic skills. He's known for running his mouth. Yes, I get that. But I was more of a Dusty fan when it came to Mike skills. I was more of a, and CM Punk just. Yeah, justify that. Got to, I had to put CM Punk in there. I mean, if for justify nothing else, for the pipe bomb. if, just, if nothing it. else for the, the pipe bomb. That's it? We no, about not that's not, that's not it. That's it. Versus the pipe bomb? No, I'm not saying all that. I'm just saying That's that I and this is my opinion. Yes, I'm just right. Rick, and, and as everyone that watches this show knows, the more he runs his mouth, the less I'm the less he gets from me. So that's probably another that's probably one of the reasons why I made him honorable mention as opposed to putting him on my Mount Rushmore. But yeah, uh, I just prefer, this is my four. If anybody has a problem with it, the uh, sideline junkies 24-7 at gmail.com. I'm about to email that shit. <laughs> Fuck you, James. That's what I mean. <laughs> I'm, I'm all of y'all right. will be, all of y'all will be all right. Y'all be just fine. This is my for my four. God dang. Y'all can have your four. Cause I'll because my thing it, it HBK. <laughs> HBK, really? You got you on that one, Oos. You got you on that one. Over Dusty. And you, you made uh, you, you HBK on your top four, and you made Dusty an honorable mention. Come on now. Yep, that's a that's a kettle. Calling I mean, we want to. If we want to talk about it now, let's talk about it. That's right. That, what the that's hell not as egregious as you making Flair honorable mention. It's just my if opinion. Being honest, I think both of them were wrong. Both of them were. I mean, but like you said, this is my top four. Right. Look, I feel like I'm backing into a second email. I feel like I'm just I'm hitting shoulder rolls and everything, dodging punches. <laughs> well, see, you don't want to step into the ring. Nobody told you to get in. And I told you, and I said earlier that there was going to be some picks in this that was going to start a conversation that was going to bring up some controversy. So yeah, and we ain't even got to the one I was at. We haven't even gotten to the one I was thinking was gonna bring the most drama with. So yeah, you know what this feel like? This feel like a. I don't even know if I want to go on. Like we can really fight with knives for real, man. Yeah, West Side Story up in this piece. Mm. Brady gonna have to right alone. Choke a co-star. What the hell? I don't know if I'm gonna go to the next one. I'm scared to find out who y'all gonna pick as your Rushmore managers. So I'm gonna go first, just so that way I know I I'm safe. We, I think we're gonna be in consensus on at least. Uh, I'm safe. Y'all crazy as hell. Yeah, I'm saying. 
So my Rushmore of managers makes sense. Number four for me, Mr. Fuji. Number three, James J. Dillon. Number two, Paul Heyman. And my number one on the Mount Rushmore list is nothing short of arguably one of the best minds in the business and one of the best managers, if not, well, I'm calling him the best manager, and that is the brain, Bobby Heenan. Go ahead and check my, yep, nobody sending me a naughty email list. No, no, I don't know. I got I got a I got a slight argument with one of those, but go ahead. Well, I'll, KG, you go next. We'll, we'll okay. save uh, the great debater for last. Uh, once again, no particular order. I have Paul Ellering. Ah, uh-huh. okay, respect. JJ Dillon, mm-hmm. Paul Heyman, and none other than the mouth of the South himself. Jimmy Hart. Okay. Respect. Ain't nobody sending me no naughty emails. <laughs> Not a bad one on that list. Sumo. Okay. Mine would be Jimmy Hart. Okay. Bobby Heenan. Paul Heyman and Jim Cornette. Okay. Nothing wrong with that either. No, here's the thing. This right here, with the knowledge that we have sitting on this panel right now, I don't think you can go wrong with any manager. No. I don't think you can go wrong. Because the thing is, we have three different lists, but I don't think anybody's wrong. I think I mean, it, it's not a right or wrong thing, but I don't think anybody has a bad list. I think the lists are great. Yeah, because I mean, you know, I, I want to put wanted to put Prince Nana on there because you know he swerved when he dropped. But you know, I, I had to hold myself back from that one. What was oh, my well, hey? I mean, I mean, you could put Nana in there. I mean, Nana has had a, a lot of champions in Ring of Honor, yeah. as well as um. As well as Truth Martini, Truth Martini in Ring of Honor had a bunch of champions uh, under his under his uh, um, uh, tutelage. Would you put you Joel Gertner on the list too? Joel Gertner, yeah, yeah. Um, as far as the dumb, I mean, hell, you you can't you can't deny him with having with being managing the Dudleys. And then uh, um, what's his name from ECW? Managed RVG. I'm brain farting on it. Uh, um, um, yeah, I know you're talking about. Um, I can't oh, think of his name. Uh, um, help us out, KG. It's right there. And I just can't pull it out. RVD and the manager, the manager, the manager of champions. Uh, oh my where's God. Perry? Perry on here, Perry. No, nah, I don't think we got him. Oh man, that's. That's perplexing me. It's Bill Alfonso. Alfonso. Yep. Bill Alfonso. That's there who it go. is. There you go. 
Can't forget about him. I mean, there's so many great managers out there. I mean, you'd be hard-pressed to find a bad one uh, in, in the pantheon of, of wrestling. There's a few, but, you know, generally, you know, they were used well. But there's just some that, you know, were just great talkers that rose to the top. So who did you yeah, have? Yeah, uh, let's not, and let's not forget some of the women. You know, you know, had a woman. Woman was well, a manager. Well, yeah, Fred I was Singh thinking was still, you know, that valet stuff. We kind of crossed the lines into that last week when we talked about uh, the valets because technically they managed too. But yeah, yeah, I but there's a difference between a valet and a manager. I know. So what was your issue with my uh, my list? Who did you have a problem with? Run your list by Yeah. Oh, food. Yeah. Fuji. Come on, man. Mr. Fuji was was oddball, man. Uh, come on now, Mr. Fuji. As a kid, well, I mean, he was like seventy then. But as a kid, looking at Mr. Fuji, and you know, he's with the barbarian or whomever, and like Mr. Fuji, ah, you know, you just start <laughs> laughing and doing his little Fuji thing. You know, as a kid, I was like, man, this dude's crazy. I hate the Japanese. Then you throw the salt in the face with Yokozuma and them. Like, shoot, man, Fuji was a G. Didn't uh, let me see who did Mr. Fuji. Man, he was a good wrestler too back in the day. So you know, Yokozuna. He was no slouch on that. Yeah, he was a damn good wrestler. His thing. I I didn't know that Mr. Fuji was a wrestler until I played Legends of Wrestling. Mm-hmm. Because he's yeah, a man him and Mr. On it. Him and Mr. Saito. Yeah. Yep. Didn't I know that? That's why that, that game is so underrated, man. Those trailer, I mean those video video vignettes that would you know highlight everybody. Man, we used to just watch that. The heck with the game sometimes. I just want to watch that. And then wait for the sequel to come out to get more behind the scenes videos and conversations. You know, that that was Netflix before Netflix. Yeah, but I the thing is, Fuji he he managed Yokozuna, he managed mm-hmm. Demolition. Yep, Shit, I can't even name everybody he managed. He, he was the he was the the Japanese Heenan. Yeah, if you think about it, how many you know stars that superstars that he had under his uh, stable uh, over the course of? And- so that's why he was on my list. You know, I think I, he I, had I take the top heel stable of all time, though. He had them all at once. And if, and if I want to give an honorable mention, I'm going to say Gary Hart. Yeah. I'm with that, too. And I wouldn't even say honorable mention. I just put him in there on the list. He may not be on there on the Rushmore, but we've named so many people. Why not? So before we get to the main event, I... Uh, kind of had a question that popped in my head for KG and I, I sent it to him and said, Hey, there may be something to talk about. And I think it'd be interesting to get your gentleman's perspective on it. Um, looking at where the WWE specifically is gearing up for and setting up for in 2024, especially now that they have CM Punk in the fold again, do you start to see a correlation or a possibility that we are getting into Attitude Era 2.0. And I'm not talking about the attitude part. I'm talking about more so how many superstars were on the show at the same time that were all AAA. 
KG has talked about it before where we had, you know, The Rock, Triple H, Randy Orton, Undertaker, Kane, uh, Rey Mysterio, Big Show, Brock Lesnar, um, CM Punk, uh, you know, so many, uh, you know, the women, the Sables and, and the Jacquelines and, you know, the list goes on. That time period was stacked with so much talent all at one time. Batista, uh, Shawn Michaels. Uh, China, you know, the, the list could go on and on just to name everybody within that to get them all in. Chris Benoit, uh, as a starting, you know, just popping in my head like popcorn. Um, are we there or on a cusp of that again? Now that Punk's back, Cody Rhodes is back. Um, you know, uh, you know, we've got uh, Gunter, We've got uh, Seth Rollins. We've got Roman, obviously. We've got the Usos. We've got the New Day. We've got um, uh, Chad Gable. I put him on that list. You've got, uh, uh, what's his name that just won the match on SmackDown? Not Trick Williams, but we got Trick Williams because he's emerging out of there. Just like, um, uh, what is it? Uh, Carmelo Hayes. Carmelo Hayes. Uh, you got Mello in that mix. Uh, you know, you, you've got uh, Damage Control. You've got now um, Jay Cargill. You've got Rhea Ripley. I mean, there's a lot of talent between SmackDown and Raw right now and NXT. So are you smelling another Attitude Era being cooked up? Pun intended. Without the Attitude, I mean, it could add the Attitude. Going to a new network next year, um, so that, that that could be part of it to get a little more edgy. So we could start seeing the peel back of PG heavy, but even still, that's a lot of talent. Is there a correlation, or am I just losing my mind? I don't necessarily see a correlation. I mean, I see, I see similar parts, like you said, uh, with the CM Punk and Randy Orton getting these pushes and whatnot right now, uh, with uh, Cody Rhodes, like you said. I see I see different pieces from the Attitude Era that are getting prominent, getting prominent places in the uh, main roster, uh, and especially in the uh, top guy spot. Um, but comparing it to the attitude era minus the attitude, uh, I don't think you can do that in the PG era. Okay, I understand what you're saying, KG. What's your thought? You can't have the attitude era without the attitude, you can't have that's like saying you're in the attitude era. Deborah and, and, and Miss Kitty come on and the king is not yelling about puppies and the kitties. You can't have one without the other. It's all about the puppies and the kitties. <laughs> you know, that's like we should, we're in a society now with everything on the internet we should be able to have evening gown matches, tuxedo matches, brawn panty matches that's throwback to gimmick matches because brawn panty match, honorable mention just saying you can't do that now. Why the hell you can't? You go on Instagram. You can't do that now. You go on Instagram, they half naked on Instagram. Why can't you do a brown? Yeah, 
But see, here's the but see, here's the thing. I mean, as many as many women wrestlers as you see that are doing the Instagrams, the Facebooks, the OnlyFans, and all this and that, they don't want that on that on television. They want that they're doing that to build up their thing outside of the ring to keep themselves relevant outside the ring. They're not trying to do that in the in the ring. They're trying. They 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 don't want to be divas. The diva era is over. They don't. They want to be women, female wrestlers. They don't want to be seen as those that can be out there. They don't. They don't want to be sables. They don't want to be Kelly Kellys. They don't want to be um, who else? Who's the other one? Um, uh, uh. Tori, Tori, Trish Stratus or Tori Wilson's. They don't want that. They don't want that. They want to be known as athletes. They want to be known as professional wrestlers. Professional wrestlers. Professional wrestlers. Some of them were still Instagram. Well, not Instagram, but models. You know, that still came over from the models uh, and stuff like that. So we still have they're trying to get away from that, though. That's what. That's why you had this big push during the diva era to get out of the diva era. They, they don't want. They didn't want the divas championship. They wanted the women's championship back because they wanted to concentrate on the fact that they were wrestlers and not uh, fitness models or or pinup models or whatever the case. So I mean, even though even though they're kind of contradicting themselves about what they put up on Instagram and whatnot, but that's not what they want to project in the ring. Okay. So I'm going to throw this to you because there's a lot of reports right now that, you know, our boy TK is losing a lot of money. A B uh, there may be some bands playing and some people, you know, screaming and hollering because that nice big old boat, it's called AEW. Could be hit about to hit a, a nice sizable um, glacier. Could be a Titanic 2.0. Especially with, uh, you know, them kind of getting the shaft from Warner Brothers Discovery because, oh, we're, we're not interested in WWE. Next thing you know, Nick Khan, Triple H, and, and uh, the heads of uh, TKO are meeting with Warner Brothers Discovery. So, if the ship is going down and Tony Khan actually accepts the offer from the CW in 2024 in November uh, for the first airing of the first show, would it be smart for him to go to the Divas? Yes, because he ain't doing nothing else in the women's division. <laughs> you sitting there with all this talent in your, on your roster that are of, of the female persuasion. And you're doing nothing with them. Sumo, would you be okay with him uh, diva ending it up? No, nah, I wouldn't be. And then on top of that, who are you going to diva up? Well, you could diva up pretty much most of who you have. If you look at the Instagram shots, Tony Storm is already there. Even though she left her button WWE. Yeah, she did. <laughs> Literally. Um, 
uh, 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 oh gosh, not Rio. What, what's the uh, former TBS champion? Uh, you got Thunder Rosa. Karashita is already there. Posted some more interesting things. If you notice the trans, yes, she is. Um, Thunder Rosa. Well, yeah. If you notice the transformation of um, Chris Statlander, doing a little bit more embracing of the curves. Uh, is it Lana over there too? Yeah, that 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 yeah. just gave credibility. That, that really Fair. opened the door right there. Uh, so, <laughs> hey, maybe hurt. we can actually find out what happened in Milwaukee. Yeah, Riho. I'm not Riho. Um, uh, uh, Ruby Riot or Ruby Rose. Yeah, Ru- Ru- um, Ruby Soho, Ruby. Ruby Soho, one of them. Yeah, Ru- Ruby Soho. Uh, Whatever she and Ruby of, it's green, so hey, kind of a, a counterproductive if her I, color's I, I, green. I, but I, I, Ruby I like Soho, the, I like uh, some things in Milwaukee. Hey, 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 G, uh, you got enough worries and whatnot. You know, you got you got somebody that you need to bail out of jail. Hey, I'm gonna tell you this. D, I do best tag on uh, mugshot oh. I've ever seen. And D. That's like, mm. What the internet is buzzing over the mugshot? God dang! And then, and then you, heard the, you heard the latest, right? She actually took a fall for somebody. It was a vape pen that was left in her in her rental car, mm. and she took the fall for somebody. Who's the somebody? She, we they, they have not said, but she didn't snitch, and that's why she got no heat. Yeah. Right. That's not that getting any- I thought that was kind of interesting. How is she going to get no heat? <laughs> but yet, you know, others? So it's somebody big that, you know, she, she took it for. Respect. So she took a bullet for somebody that's going to her big later on down the line. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She 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 pulled that little Kim right there. She's going to take that bit. <laughs> Respect Liv Morgan. So I was just curious about that thing. So we can still take a look at it. We'll probably come back to it next year. Um, because, you know, with uh, uh, really the real bidding war of 2024 rounding up, which is where is Raw going to go? And now potentially where, if uh, it is somewhere, where will ADW go? But think about this. Between October and November, if uh, Triple H and, and TKO and, and Nick Khan decide to make this deal, you could have a solid month of 45 days where AEW and Monday Night Raw or Dynamite will make it specific and Monday Night Raw are on the same network. Just think about that. That's crazy. Not, not to mention the NWA. CNN all over again. The Nashville Network all over again. You got the NWA that'll be affiliated with that network. You've got Impact Wrestling that has their streaming now through that network. Forbidden Door being open, son. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's about to be. That, that particular network is about to be crazy. Yeah. So we'll keep a close eye on that um, and, and talk about that again. But I think that this will be their gateway. Yep. No heat. That's America. That's what to say. No heat. No heat whatsoever. 
And you just said it. And and look, if I'm I'm you know I'm doing a producer thing over here. I'm checking numbers and stuff. But you just said it, and I'm like, damn, for real? No heat. So who knows? Who knows who it was? But somebody need that CBD. So a lot's gonna happen next next year in uh, the bidding war, true bidding war of 2024. And then we still have to find out where is, oh, where is MJF going if the rumor isn't true that he is quietly signed. But I will say this, and then we'll go to our final one. If that rumor is false and MJF goes to the WWE, AEW is done. Because the only reason why AEW is on a bubble and could lose their network current is because they were dumb enough to let CM Punk go. Because the spike in the, the quarter when CM Punk showed up on Monday Night Raw was higher than the total viewership of Dynamite. And Collision. And Rampage combined. In that quarter hour, they did a higher spike than all AEW program combined from CM Punk cutting his promo against Seth Rollins. So that shows you the leverage power of Punk. And Punk's not going to act crazy. He's not going to be punching anybody because the machine doesn't allow it. There's too many checks for CM Punk right now. He wants to get out of line, start acting crazy. Who's he going to punk? Pun intended. Randy Orton? Nope. Too many of the bloodline. So that's that's a, a, a you know Minnesota stomping right there. Brock? Nope. <laughs> you know, he, I don't know, he may be able to get a little punch off on Seth Rollins. But, you know, Drew McIntyre? Nope. I mean, that's a people that will bust him in his mouth and put him on his behind. And, and well, definitely, hey, Bobby Lashley, <laughs> handle this real quick. You know, that's a two-piece of the biscuit if we want to talk MMA right there that CM Punk don't want. So, you know. He and speak, and speaking, of, speaking, speaking of speaking of Bobby Lashley, mm. not that this has anything to do with Bobby Lashley, but I'm glad you brought that up because – I got beef. Uh-oh. Oh, snap. Oh, snap. Did he go there? Did he go there? He's got some beef. W. W-E. Who in the hell told you that you could go on your website, your WWE on Fox website, put up a picture of the Street Profits and say, in the caption, yep, here it comes. them boys. 
And of all the times to do it, of all the times that you could have done, you could have done this any other time of year. You could have done this a month ago. You could have done this three months ago. You could have did it at the beginning of the year. No, 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 no. You're going to wait until the weekend of the first anniversary of the death of Jay Briscoe to do this. You're going to do this on the first anniversary of the last match of Jay Briscoe before he died. You're going to pull off this stunt. Why? Yep. What was the purpose? Who would do who who amongst you would have done something so stupid? Some intern that don't know better. Is disrespectful to the core. It is. To anybody that knows anything about Real Honor, that knows anything about the Briscoe family, that knows anything about Jay Briscoe, to have the death of Jay Briscoe affected wrestling, period, worldwide, not just at Ring of Honor. You're going to go and pull a stunt like that. And then you never even took it down. Didn't you still have it up? Did I miss that? I haven't seen an apology from Triple H or anybody from WWE about that. I've seen different wrestlers from different organizations that have said that they were dead wrong for doing that. But I haven't seen anything as far as a retraction, them taking that picture, that, that uh, post down, an apology or nothing from the WWE and it's sitting and it's still sitting up on that WWE on Fox as of this as of earlier today. I don't know if it's on there now, but as of earlier today, it was still up because I checked it. So was it uh, uh he said that uh Briscoe said that um he didn't want anybody to get fired, Triple H. Yeah, he's he's Mark Briscoe being the Christian man he is. Being the good-hearted man he is, being the pastor that he is, because he is an ordained minister, he came out and he said he didn't want any repercussions from this. He didn't want anybody to get fired. He didn't want anything. He just he just wanted to make sure that you all know know, know that y'all wrong for it for doing that. And when he when they cut a promo. After their match on yesterday for final battle, because they had there was a match between Jay, Mark Briscoe and FTR versus the Blackpool Combat Club. Yep. Which was about 35, 40 minutes of crazy. <laughs> but also need y'all y'all need to go back and watch that whole pay-per-view. It was that whole pay-per-view was very good. But um he, when he came out and he was like, yeah, this is what we do. This is how we're going to do it. And it's all about the Briscoes. And it's all about Jay Briscoe. And then he ended it. Then, now, forever. So, yeah. Triple H and anybody else who had anything to do with that uh, post that hasn't taken it down or hasn't done anything with it. Yeah, you, you bunch of assholes. 
There you go. Sumo calling out some bitch assness for our final show of the year. And now it's time to go to the piece de resistance. Mount Rushmore, baby face. Look at him, so cute. Baby faces. AG, you're up. Well, the number one baby face of all. You have honorable mention. Oh, I, well, I don't even have an honorable mention. Number one baby face of all is none other than uh, Jonathan Edward Cena, Cena the fourth, aka John Cena. Never been a heel, always been a face. Well, I can't say he wasn't a heel because when he first started out, he had a lot of heel tendencies because he, he bullied a lot of people. He was a heel his whole thugonomics era run. He was a yeah. heel. Yeah, but he's the top face because has granted more make-a-wish wishes than anybody else in the world. <laughs> he, he's the number one baby face of all time. And they just okay. kind of shove him in your face. You know, here, take this. Take this Cena. Take it. So we're like talking about somebody who has never been a he up heel. Or nope, we just talking top, about the best faces. Baby top faces. Baby faces. Like the door okay. of the church is open. Top baby faces. Because I went because I went with never, but go ahead. That's fine. I got a uh, I may have a couple never evers. Ever, ever, oh. ever, ever, ever. Cena's number one. Uh angle's number two. Okay. Uh because angle as a baby face is more believable. Then Angle as a heel. I still don't like the way he ended his career. He went out on his back, what, 22 times in a row? Come on now. I, I still don't, I cannot stand the way he ended his 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 uh his career. Um number three is Hogan. Okay. Next to Cena, Hulkamania Hogan. There was no bigger baby face than Hulkamania Hogan. He had to stick his nose in everywhere, even the places that it didn't belong. He had to stick his nose in there. Um, I seen a post, and I got I, I think I reposted, it, but I got to send it to you guys if I didn't. It's uh Hogan and uh, who is it? It's Hogan and uh, Macho Man arguing. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Where's that? It's Hogan and Macho Man arguing. Uh, Hogan and uh, Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff, Hogan and uh, and uh, 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 God, what was his name? Tugboat, yeah, Hogan and Andre, Hogan and Sid Vicious. And it says, When your friends turn on you, maybe you're the problem. <laughs> I'll be posting that shortly. Um, but Hogan's number three for me, number four. Because of the greatest promo of all time, which is the Hard Times promo, Dusty Rhodes. Because that right there, and people, I'm people. The oxymoron. How the heck he make the Mount Rushmore officially a baby faces? But you just mentioned the one of the best promos ever. But he didn't get. What did I say earlier? What did I say? I said I have an excuse. I'm sober. I got an excuse. I'm sober. You always sober. I could be drunk off of power right now, but I'm sober. What kind of shit is this? I started this barbecue shit. This the motherfucking thanks I get. 
Anyway, but I like pink feet. I like collard greens. When I say people, I, I'm people because I really thought that the four horsemen injured, uh, uh, injured injured Dusty to the point that he couldn't wrestle no more. Like I really believed that when Dusty got suspended and came back as the Midnight Rider, I knew that was Dusty, but I wasn't gonna tell nobody else that I knew that was Dusty. I denied it all the way up until this day. I don't know what you're talking about. The Midnight Rider and Dusty Rhodes are two different people. I seen them at the same time in the same place. So that's my Mount Rushmore. All right. Not not Marm with a little bit of controversy there. So I'll go next. My honorable mention is uh as uh he has been called many times Chico. Tito Santana, uh, in no particular order, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. I had to have a tie, and you may not like it, KG, but I look at them in reference to the company that they championed as being just the guy that carried it all on their backs. So it was kind of a tie. Uh, and I apologize for this. So technically it's five people. Um, but that Sting and John Cena tied. Dusty Rhodes and Hulk Hogan, the character. Can't, you know, I put a Hogan as, in my opinion, still the tops just because he exposed the world to the professional wrestling game and multiple medias that without him, you can't have Cena and make a wish. You can't have, you know, superstars in movies and being successful The rock owes that to Hogan because, you know, you can't have a TV show on the network as a, as a, you know, wrestler or former wrestler without thunder in paradise. You can't have a cartoon if it wasn't for Hulk Hogan cartoon. You could be on a lunchbox if it wasn't for Hogan. You know, whose T-shirt sold the most? Hulk rules uh, for a long time. You know, MJF wouldn't be wearing a scarf if it wasn't for uh, a red and yellow boa. So, you know, that's why uh, the character of Hulk Hogan, because I don't know Terry, uh, but Hulk Hogan, the character, is going to be my number one always. I took a lot of goddamn vitamins, for real. <laughs> and really got to know Jesus with all them prayers. So thank you, Hulkster. Sumo, you round us out? Well, I went a different route than you all, obviously. I, I My understanding of it was that they were never a heel, that they were always baby faces. I need to go to the damn production okay. meetings. One job. Yeah, well, it's not in my contract, so whatever. Clearly, that's how we mess up the intro. Yeah. <laughs> so my top four would be Ricky Steamboat, Lou Fez. Oh, really taking it back. Vern Gagne. Okay. And Bruno San Martino. Mm. 
That's a good OG list there. Can't argue with any of that either. I'm not and mad. Those, and they have and they have never never been a heel. And I and I actually took the time to research that to make sure that they have never been a heel at any time. And you said Tito Santana is one of is one of yours. Uh, mention, yeah. Yes, but I put my honorable mention in as uh, Pedro Morales. Okay. Respect on that too. So, I'd say, gentlemen, that's two shows worth of uh, Rush Wars that you know could spawn a lot of controversy, conversation, agreement. And disagreement. So, as always, if you have a thought, you can comment on uh, the post that you'll see on Facebook when you know this goes live. For either one of the shows through Clear Productions, through the podcast, the Stitchers, the Pod Beans, These Nuts, all that stuff. You can, um, you know, comment on all that. Um, but last but not least, just to throw one more thing in, since this is our last show of 2023. What was your most memorable, just, I know it's no preparation for this, memorable moment of 2023 from the wrestling standpoint? Take a moment to think about it, and then, uh, KG, I'll let you go first. Jeez, man. Talk about putting a motherfucker on, mm, on the spot. Shit. Okay. Uh. Yeah, I know a lot. <laughs> a lot I guess I gotta go with recent events, and that's CM Punk coming back to WWE. Never say never. I, I didn't have that on my bingo card. Let's just say that. Never say never. Um, for me, I mean, it's not the a happy moment, but you know, I just want to continue to put his name out to the ether, and that was losing Bray Wyatt uh, when the Rotunda. But then that also, you know, made me think about somebody else, which uh, I had forgot about, but a post was put up uh, reminding everybody that, you know, even in that same context of losing great people, um, we lost, uh, you know, a few years ago, Shad Gaspar, but we never lost him because if you play either one of the new versions of God of War, his body scan is Kratos. So if you have a PlayStation 5 and want to, you know, put some respect out there for Shad, play some God of War, because that is his body. But uh, losing uh, arguably one of the best characters and minds of our time that that pushed the envelope and took adults back to their childhood in reference to, you know, just disbelief and, and wonderment um, as when everything seemed larger than life. Uh, that, that was something in the magic that I'll never forget that uh, he provided us with was, you know, just to be taken to a different land of wonderment. That yeah, was pretty awesome. So, Sumo? Um, I would just have to harken back to this time last year when we had our end of year show and we were asked what our predictions would be for 2023. And I said that New Japan Pro Wrestling would have a bigger footprint 
in the United States than it had been previously. And for me to have been the Nostradamus on that uh, kind of uh, feels good to have that under my belt to say that that actually happened. So just for clarity, KG pick CM Punk. I pick losing a legend. And this motherfucker puts himself over. <laughs> what? For the second time, what kind of shit is this? Really? <laughs> that's what you, that's it? That's you it. Said, you could have gave that an honorable man. You put your own goddamn. Damn right, because I'm the man, man. Well, guess what? Show's over. Wrap this shit up. <laughs> can't, can't, can't take any more of this bullshit. Wrap this up, B. Wrap it up, B. Wrap this shit up. Wrap it up. Any last remark? Wrap it up. I can't believe I'm asking that. Last remarks for 2023? Yeah. Uh, be cool. Go to school. Don't be no fool. Um, you gotta you gotta look at it like this. You were afforded close to three hundred sixty five days, and I I'm gonna be honest with you. You brought up Bray Wyatt. It still tugs at the heartstrings. I'm I'm still I'm never gonna. I mean, not shit. for James. Could he just put his his own stuff over? I don't think I'm ever going to be over that. I'm still not over, you know, Eddie Guerrero. I'm still not over Owen Hart. So I'm never going to be over Bray Wyatt. I just try to exist, but not bring it up too often because of how much pain it causes. So, not but, James. Uh, Such a hater. I, I, I'll go ahead and I'll say, you know, hey, it's been a great 2023 on so many different fronts for the sideline junkies, the WrestleManiacs, everybody. It's just been great, period. Uh, here's the thing. Next year is going to be better. So that was my final thoughts. Dare I ask this, but Johnny, put yourself over. Do you have any last remarks for 2023? Hey, in the words of a great woman, a great philosopher, chin up, tits out, and watch out for the shoe. And for me, be somebody important. Be yourself. G.I. Joe, bitches. <laughs>